Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the Monday Night Raw Wrestling Inc. After Show starring Triple J, Justin Labar, Jack Farmer, and Corduroy, Jimmy Corderas. And this is going to be a fun one to chat about tonight. But as everyone settles in and finds their seats, Justin, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing all right. Uh Seasons are changing here in Pittsburgh. Chance of snow tomorrow. It could, if, if snow comes tomorrow, it'll tie uh, the 50-year-ago record of the earliest that snow accumulation has ever hit here in Pittsburgh. So I'm getting that fireplace ready, my friend. It's time for for a nice fire uh, here as the wintertime approaches. Are you a big snow fan? Um, That's a trick question because, I, I mean, I, I do appreciate snow, and, I, and I, especially if I can hold up and have a fire and, uh, and, and you know, the, the right snacks, the right beverages – but to drive in it, especially, you know, I, I don't know. It's a depend. It depends. If snow's coming and I don't have to go anywhere, yeah, I'm a fan of it. Right, right. Yeah, I had to drive through a snowstorm once, and I was like, I'm done with snow. I think I'm over it. Jimmy, though, we we've been to the snow, but you were born in it. I can't do a Bane impression. I'm trying to do a Bane impression of the darkness, but you were born in the snow, Jimmy. Yeah, pretty much. You know, like they say up here in Canada, we have two seasons, winter and construction. So, yeah, we get, uh, mind you, it sounds like Justin's going to get it before we do. We're supposed to possi- possibly get some north of Toronto. Believe it or not, mm. up in the uh, up in the burbs, as they say, but uh, uh, because the temperature is going to dip and there may be some frost on the ground. But uh, that's it for now, at least. But uh, the winters can get hectic up here and you talk about driving in, in this weather, you get kind of accustomed to it, I think, but still, it's not not fun. My thing is shoveling the driveway and the walkway. I just, uh, that's what drives me nuts. Yeah. 
Well, I live in Southern California, so when we get that frigid 60 degrees in the middle of winter, oh. ooh. You don't, don't own, you don't even own a jacket, Jack, do you? No. See, see, you know, this is right to the world's smallest violin. <laughs> yeah. It's playing for you. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's I mean, a breeze coming through. <laughs> right. I'll drive. I mean, I, I, I know I can drive in the snow, but it's, I can't control yeah. what everybody else is doing. So there's that. I mean, yes. like, mm-hmm. and then you shove it. So it's like, you know. And my dad's like, you know, ah, just get a snow blower. And it's like, well, it's like where he lives. You know, he, he's in Chesapeake Beach, Maryland. So on the, on the, if they do get snow, he's got, he has areas to, to, to blow the snow. I'm like, I don't have, if I, if I blow the snow, I'm pushing onto somebody else's yard and house. I don't have, I don't have anywhere to, to blow it to. It's, I gotta say, I, I gotta shovel it up. <laughs> That'd be great. Your neighbor's snow is all twice as high as yours and you have none. And you're like, I don't know how I did that. <laughs> I have no idea. If I didn't like my neighbors, I'd go with that strategy. But I, I like both both that are on each side of me, so it's kind of a problem. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, we got some news to chat about today, fellas. <laughs> Let's start with uh, the news about how Raw was ran today with Triple H. Uh, he's under the weather, so he was away from from Raw today. But the show must go on. And PW Insider is reporting that Triple H's fellow D-Generation X partner, Road Dog Brian James, will be taking his place as the point person for tonight's show. Uh, Ed Kosky and Michael Hayes will also be involved in the creative process, while longtime WWE official Bruce Pritchard is absent from the show, having had a previous vacation planned uh, before Levette came down with COVID. Um, this was, uh, it's being reported that it's very much a team effort, but Jimmy, uh, I, I once heard that Vince McMahon says you should make it so that someone else can do your job in case you can't be there. And it sounds like that's what happened tonight. Cause we got a show and if you didn't know any better, it would have seemed like business as usual, even though it seems like all the, the top guys were out. Yeah. It, it didn't feel like it skipped a beat as far as the, the creative process went and they seem to be on the same path and, Things seem to move smoothly, for lack of a better term. And I think a lot of it has to do with, yes, yes, Hunter is under the weather and we're all wishing him and his family the best that everything is cool. But, um, you know, in today's world of modern technology, even though he can't be live there and present, he could still have his voice heard very easily. It's not like you have to be on a phone now and hey, put me over to, pass me over to, you know what I mean? Like the old days. I know you young folks out there don't remember those days, but now he's there pretty much watching you. He he could be in gorilla on video. You know what I mean? So it's, I'm sure he had an influence, but the thing I found, I find astounding is how years ago people were so upset with DX and, and the click and all these guys. And now all of a sudden, look who's running the business right now. It's crazy. I do imagine, to your point, I imagine like an assistant running around with an iPad uh, with FaceTime on and Triple H's face on it and them <laughs> running around doing his work for him with the, the face there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but Justin, this kind of goes to show that WWE is a well-oiled machine and it'll it'll work out one way or the other. Yeah, well-oiled. I mean, you know, Ed Kosky is one of the longest, if not the longest, tenured official writer. Uh, Michael Hayes has been there forever as a, as a talent and producer and, and, and then eventually eventually a writer. You know, obviously Road Dog and exec now. I mean, yeah, it, it, this is great, too, because as Jimmy said, the technology, I mean, you know, you can set up a, a Zoom or a Microsoft Teams or a FaceTime or whatever, and, right, and, and, and literally he could interact in real time, Triple H, with everybody as they do walk in a gorilla and give them live feedback just as if, if he was there in person. Um, so that's, you know, that, that, that goes a long way. You know, we're not chasing down landlines anymore. 
Um, and I think one of the biggest takeaways with this is that, that that's good is that, you know, Triple H couldn't be there tonight, obviously unplanned because of COVID. But, you know, he's the guy who's going to be in charge of the day-to-day creative, you know, for the next, you know, 20, 30 years, right? Uh, and, you know, he has his family, his wife, he has, he has his daughters. And so I think this is good to show that, like, look, he could still be present. He can still, you know, Vince had different kind of mentality, as we always hear. Vince, you know, Vince didn't Vince didn't miss too much work. He didn't take too many vacations. Triple H could still maybe take a few more vacations, take a few more personal days, be at home and still try to be working, but can do it remotely. I think this is good to show that, hey, look, this, this show early on in his new regime still had that fresh feel, still felt like it had his fingerprints on it uh, for all the things that we'll talk about, but yet he didn't have to be there present. He could be at home. Obviously, again, this is for health reasons, but... I think that's a great sign. And you, you let off with Vince. Jack, I'm pretty sure Vince is – I think, first off, I don't believe Vince believes in getting sick. You know, he's, he, no. stays, he stays in control of his own health. And, and, right. and then, and then, and then if, if somebody else is sick, I believe it's, well, if you can be sick at home, why can't you just be sick at work? <laughs> right. Well, Vince, Vince never got sick because, uh, you know, even germs were afraid of him. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, I imagine a, ger- like the, a virus getting close to Vince and like, nah, and like go yeah. to someone yeah. else. He's Vince, like, how come everyone around me gets sick, but I never get sick? Vince right. always, Vince always figured he evolved faster and better than the, than any virus could. <laughs> uh, well, speaking of Vince, uh, on his Monday mailbag with Mike Kyoto podcast, the former WWE referee acknowledged that the sordid circumstances surrounding Vince McMahon's departure from the company forced the abrupt end to his leadership. Adding, "It's just sad." Um, and then went on to say, I'm sure he'll be ba- he'll come back, hopefully in another year or so, maybe next year at WrestleMania. Give it a little bit of time, and then hopefully he gets the right send-off he deserves for running a major company and employing people like myself for 35 years. Do you, Jimmy, do you think it's possible for Vince McMahon to have a, a proper send-off, as they say? Uh, see, that's a tough one, and I don't want to sound like I'm trying to uh, weasel my way out of this because it is a tough subject right now. Right now, let's just say that there are accusations made against Vince. Nothing has been, uh, you know, obviously they were talking about the money being paid out and that sort of stuff, but he hasn't been charged with anything yet. It's still pretty much an investigation. That being said, in today's day and age, it's a little more difficult to bring someone back under those circumstances and give them the public send-off that, uh, let's put it this way. You could say whatever you want about Vince McMahon, but the business would not be where it is right now if it were not for Vince McMahon. And you can make the argument that maybe somebody else could have done it, but do we know that for a fact? No, we don't. Vince is the one who made the WWF at the time elevated to a point where it became must-see television for wrestling fans and drawing in a new audience as well, because wrestling was pretty much a, a, a niche product. Back in the Mm -hmm. day, you were either a wrestling fan or you didn't understand or you didn't get the appeal or whatever the case may be. Vince elevated the business to, uh, it would be nice to see him get his just reward, especially at a WrestleMania and and get inducted into a Hall of Fame or something like that, whatever the case may be. But it just said, I I think there are too many people right now that may not um, appreciate him making a public case and people speaking highly of him at this time right now. That's the only problem. Yeah, Justin, I, I got to imagine for from the wrestling world standpoint, you got to do I feel like you got to do something for Vince. But in this day and age, is it possible? Yeah, again, it's tricky because, you know, look, Vince, Vince kind of stepped aside just quick enough before this could have got even. I mean, you know, like for all intents and purposes at the moment, Vince has kind of been at least temp- at least for now has been, as they say today, he's been canceled. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, he kind of st- his wasn't maybe as loud or as drawn out as maybe others like his, his, you know, he kind of just. 
but I don't, I, I don't, I, I don't know if Kyoto is ever going to get that. I don't know as Mike Kyoto saying that Vince deserves a send off. I don't know if we're ever going to get that send off of Vince because first off, uh, I don't even know if Vince would accept it. You know, Vince is a guy who you know is kind of it's kind of known that like he never wanted to be inducted in the hall. You know, he didn't want to be somebody who's on the Hall of Fame stage giving a speech. You know, I think I think you know everybody kind of figures if Vince ever goes into the WWE Hall of Fame, it'd be you know a, a after he's deceased. So I, I just feel like even if they felt like dust has settled or accusations have settled whatever uh that they they that they want to do i don't know if he would accept such um and you know you say deserving look obviously vince was a i mean an incredible pioneer pro, pro wrestling slash sports entertainment would not be where it is today without him it's so and there's so many other things that that's a that's a week-long podcast but mm-hmm. we have to look at the past and and, and the p- people who've gotten canceled for decisions that they've made coming to light you know yeah, maybe a movie producer or an actor or what have you brought some great pieces of work and entertainment and art that help progress their genre. But if they get found accused or guilty of whatever they're accused or guilty of, we still don't invite them to the Oscars now anymore to, you know what I mean? It's just, yeah. It's, so that, I think that's kind of where I'm going. You know, we, I don't what, how this Vince thing turns out. We don't know, but I, I would just find it hard based upon all the situation that we see him being being celebrated for lack of a better term on WWE programming just because that might seem while in a wrestling category yes that could be deemed really inappropriate or maybe even tone deaf in other categories right because there's also at this point shareholders and things too i think it's one thing when you're the guy running day to day but once you've been out to come back in it becomes a different different scenario too but it, it is weird though because i mean come on everything we know about pro wrestling at this point in america is ba- built off the back of what i mean the, the he built the hall of fame <laughs> so yeah, well, and also I think, look, at the, look at the pr though no there's no there's nobody that's not like and again vince doesn't care about these kind of things he does that's why he doesn't so like nobody's no there's no question of like oh was vince the one that was actually responsible for wrestlemania being uh the, the what it is 30 plus years no there's no question of that so What's the PR value of doing it? If, mm-hmm. if 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 Triple H and company already had the obstacle they had to deal with over the summertime, which I think they've handled it, and I think they've kind of cleared the hurdle already. There was there was you know Ariel Hawani even asked Triple H this pretty bluntly. We all wondered like, okay, is Vince really gone? Can we really mm-hmm. imagine a WWE that he's alive, walking this earth, that he's really not making decisions? He's not in a dark room somewhere, <laughs> using the technology that we just discussed a second ago to make sure. And, and 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 Triple H and company said no. We are in charge. It's moved on. And I think it's pretty clear of all the things we talk about every week that there, there's definitely new direction, new policy. And so I think they cleared that hurdle pretty quickly, which could have been troublesome had they not been so blunt in their changes. So I think the moment you bring Vince back and you put him on TV, even just to celebrate him, you then restart the PR cycle of, mm-hmm. oh, he's back now. He he's we're. And the first thing creatively that happens that fans majority don't like, oh, Vince is back in charge. Mm-hmm. He, so I don't, I think I don't PR wise, I don't think it's worth it. There's no question of who Vince. So why, why even risk it? Just we all know his legacy is there forever in terms of what he did for the business. Let it be. Mm-hmm. Jimmy, you've met the guy. What is Vince yeah. doing with his free time? Uh, I don't even know if Vince has any free time. He's so well now he probably does, but uh, at the same time, Vince is a guy who always kept busy, always kept going. You know, he playing Fortnite you know, now. Yeah, everybody <laughs> used to joke that Vince never slept. You know, and and you know, it, it almost felt that way. You know, he's uh, 
he's just a, a go-go guy. I don't, I don't, I can't imagine what it's like for him not to be going into the office every day and not being a TV and running around and doing all this. And who knows? He's probably uh, saying, keep me up to date on what's going on. But uh, as Justin said, you can tell that his influence is now not there. It at least doesn't appear to be it because the, the show has gone in a completely different direction. And uh, we're seeing, uh, I guess, for lack of a better term, the benefits of a new creative direction that the company is taking under under H's. Um, I, I'm going to guess. I'm going to guess it just added. He's just added another workout to the day. <laughs> if had, that's at probably least, real. At least <laughs> he, he's probably has to get like two personal trainers now because they can't keep up with him <laughs> in in the oh, weight yeah. room. I would like a reality show of just Vince McMahon at home with nothing to do and him just getting on everyone's nerves because he's bored. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> that would be fantastic. But let's <laughs> he's, he's like over the shoulder. He's got his personal chef. He's like over the shoulder of the chef, like staring. Yeah. Like <laughs> that's not how you make the eggs. Or things or, or he's notorious or a steak. Or a steak, right? He's yeah. like you're burning it. You're destroying the cow. Like you gotta I flip just, it. I just flip put it. it on. Yes, that's and the, it. Flip and it. The, and the chef's like, I've been doing this for you for the last 25 years. Trust me, I know it's gonna turn out. And like, but now Vince is seeing how the sausage is made, so to speak. Right. And he's just burping <laughs> all, all the way around. Right. He's like, like measuring the lawn with like a ruler now. Like, is this exactly <laughs> how tall it's supposed to be? He he, mm. he supervises the limo. Go get uh, the limousine going to get it. It's a uh, oil check every three months. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> just, everyone's like, go back to work. Just get out of here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I, I think it's time to, to get into this show. But before we do, as always, thank you to everyone who's listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, or watching on YouTube. Thank you for leaving a comment, sharing, subscribing, five-star reviewing. And if you're in the chat, thank you so much for being with us live, whether it's Trust Almighty, Iron Meds VR, Ethan Cruz, Baby Ice, Dream Realm Studios, George Bartley, Dylan Matthews, the GIF King, uh, and Casey J. And uh, also, I saw Isis in the chat, probably here to admit that Logan Paul is the greatest celebrity wrestler of all time. That's why he's getting a title shot, and Bad Bunny isn't. Ha! Wow. <laughs> so- Maybe maybe Vince is following Bad Bunny around on tour. He just discovered who Bad Bunny was in the last year. Made some money off Bad Bunny. Maybe he's like a maybe he's like a groupie on the on like the tour of Bad Bunny now, or he's advising Bad Bunny. He's like he's like getting mad at everyone there, trying to direct them and how to do their show. (laughs) You got to get bigger, Bad Bunny. Everyone wants to see muscly guys perform on stage. Yeah. Uh, speaking of muscly guys, we start the show off with Bobby Lashley in the ring. Uh, and it's like, it's like as cold open as you can get. He's in the middle of talking, saying he wants to take on Brock Lesnar. Brock comes out and even though security in the locker room are all trying to stop him, Lashley still just destroys the beast incarnate. Justin Labar, I posed this on Twitter, but I got to ask you, has anyone else single-handedly destroyed Brock Lesnar like that? Uh, I mean, we've seen, you know, look, we've seen Brock in some feuds with the undertaker where things looked pretty real and more real than normal with things with Taker and backstage and um, Cena. So I, I, I don't know if I could answer definitively and say like, this was the most dominant, the most dominated that Brock has ever been. uh, Somebody's ever been on Brock, but it was impressive. Nonetheless, you said cold open. Absolutely. They have Lashley mid sentence. 
you know, so it gives off that feel that like Lashley's blowing off the stage hands. He's not even going to wait for the cues of we're on live TV. He just wants to get out there and get this off his chest and get it going. So that felt good. Brock comes out, of course, no, no talking needed. They just start fighting. And yeah, Lashley gets the better of him. He needed to, he needed to physically retaliate in order to make this feel like a, a fight that you need to see at, at, at Saudi Arabia. Otherwise, you know, with, you know, we can't have Brock just come out and just whip him again. So I, I, I loved it. I loved the intensity and the temperature and the tempo of this all so quickly. I mean, it was 8.05. It was for, well, I guess you're on West Coast time, but it, it was five yeah. minutes in. And we went to the first commercial, but they had already packed so much in, not in a bad way, not in the 20-pound, 10-pound bag that Jimmy would say, but just mm-hmm. they just hit you right out the gate. I mean, they hit you right in the mouth and said, look at this. Uh, and I, So I thought this was an, uh, an excellent way, way mm-hmm. to start. Going back to our feeling of creatively, this felt like, in line with the direction we've been moving in in terms of trying different things and really never letting each, never letting one show start any bit in resemblance to the most previous show. And that, mm-hmm. and that was exactly what I was going to pass it off to Jimmy with is that, you know, in the past we've definitely had such a history of you get this exact open every time and this exact, you know, it kind of plays out the same way. Each week this is different and this felt totally different than the previous mm-hmm. weeks and it immediately engaged me. No, it, it immediately engaged me too because I thought, wait a minute, they just came up and, and like Justin said, Bobby was like in mid sentence, like, and I'm like, did they come on the air a little later than expected up here in Canada because you know we have a different, uh, uh, maybe a different feed going on up here. I, it just felt, but it, but it worked, it absolutely worked, and him calling out, uh, you know, Brock, and then getting into that brawl and really getting into it, it looked. It looked and felt personal, and that's what I liked about it the most. And and like Justin said, I don't know if anybody has gotten that much uh, uh, offense uh, on a beatdown mm-hmm. of Brock. Like, uh, of course, people have been getting their stuff in on Brock, but to beat him down and leave him almost laying for man, setting up that match for Saudi Arabia, it couldn't have been done any better. Um, y- yes, it felt like it went by quickly, like Justin said, but at the same time they didn't try to stuff in too much. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I mean? And and it left you curious now. Oh, how is Brock going to retaliate to this? What are we going to see? Is something going to happen in the next uh, week or so? You know what I mean? Making you anticipate seeing it. They want you to see, they want you to come back and, and check out what happens. And I'm curious to see what happens as well. So, so they got me. And, and just to add another level to curiosity <laughs> to this match between Bobby and Brock is, Obviously, we saw Brock at SummerSlam and the famous, you know, tip the ring over. And, you know, again, SummerSlam was basically six days after the or a week after whatever it was, the, the creative handoff of Vince stepping down. So it was a show that, again, Triple H and company inherited. You know, they had Brock's match. They had a, they had to figure out a finish and they gave us a very creative finish. But this Brock and uh, Bobby match coming up here, this is the first in the new creative regime and direction of, okay, where do we want this to go? What is next for Bobby? What's next for Brock? So, you know, we've seen how Brock's been used kind of in his situations, again, under previous, under Vince, basically. I'll be very interested to see who wins this because I, I don't I don't know. A lot of times I don't really bet against Brock, but I don't know. I'll be very curious to see how they book it, who wins and how so uh, as an indicator of plan. Because, you look, WrestleMania season's just around the corner after – you know, after we get through the, 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 these next couple shows here in the fall, so you, you, you know you'd think you'd have both Brock and Bobby heavily involved in Mania season, so you don't want to, uh, you know, you don't want to dump cold water on on either of them, so to speak. Right. We we got a few super chats here that kind of sum up the show for a few people. Mia Lee saying in the chat, 
Uh, Raw was pretty good. AJ was fired on the mic. Bobby, a beast. Bianca, a fifth horsewoman. Cora would fit right in with Judgment Day and hashtag JBL. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Mia, all good points. We're going to get through yeah. all of them. But Bobby, a beast. Uh, obviously, we just uh, talked about that. Uh, but we also got one from Nightmare Knee who says, I love the plucky underdog Rollins has overcome all the odds. Bobby looked like a chump. Riddle to shake my head. The reason I read this here instead of waiting until the end is one, I don't want Nightmare Kane to wait the entire show to get to his super chat. But I also add it because I don't think Bobby looks like a chump. I mean, I think no. the way they've done this and, and just now I want you to chime in here. I've forgotten all about the fact that he lost the title. I feel like he's already back at monster status. Exactly. Exactly. He's he, right. He, he he's he's not in a title match, but he's he's going he's he's going toe to toe, looking he's standing toe to toe going against Brock. I mean, yeah, I I don't I don't think Bobby looks bad in any way of this. I um you know had, again had Brock come out and you know whipped him around again. Yeah, you know, then I was yeah. like, all right, well, what are we doing here? But but Bobby came back and got his retaliation. Mm-hmm. Like I said, it wasn't just that he beat him, but like security tried to separate him, and then he came back and then took out Brock. I think is a pretty mm-hmm. big a nice touch, Jimmy. Did you catch this? I like a few nice touches. Yeah, they had referees and sec- and then you know security. Mm-hmm. I liked Alpha Academy's up next, so they are in logic. They're behind heels. the curtain getting ready, so they in their heels. They're out there trying to stop Bobby mm-hmm. the Babyface from attacking heel Brock. Mm-hmm. Shelton Benjamin's out there. Shelton Benjamin, who was one of the, you know, who was a true friend of Brock, former roommates. Right. I thought that was a nice little touch. And I was like, hmm, could we see a Shelton Benjamin Bobby Lashley match either before Crown Jewel or something that they spin uh-huh. off just as a little extra? I mean, Shelton's a phenomenal athlete, phenomenal performer, mm-hmm. not used nearly enough. I thought that was an interesting touch that they had Shelton Benjamin out there in the scrum in Bobby's face trying to back him off. No, it was an interesting touch. It, having having yes, we've seen where referees and producers and security come out, but to have actual, uh, you know, the, some some members of the locker room come out, and I know you pointed out some specific ones, which was cool. But it's just having members of the locker room come out to help uh, ease tensions or calm things down or try to get control of the situation makes it feel that much more uh, like a heated situation, and, that, and I like that about it too. And I would love to see Shelton Benjamin, by the way, get a good run in oh. some way, another run. He's so good. By the mm-hmm. way, I don't know why I don't realize this, but I've, if you've seen him in person, he's darn near as big as Bobby Lashley is. Why don't we think of him as a big dude? He's huge. Yeah, he's a big dude. It's, it's because he's not like, you know, monstrous muscles. It's He's just a big dude. Yeah. In, in great shape. Don't get me wrong. He's not like, he's in great shape, but man, he's he's deceptively big. I think it's because he can move fast too. So you go, oh, he's fast. He's right. agile. So I yeah. don't think of him, but he's a uh, together. He, yeah, he he's not broad. He's not broad like Bobby or Brock is. He you know, he's he's kind of lengthy, but he's muscular. You know, Shelton came up when Shelton came up in the crowd that he was in. He was in the crowds of the Brock Lesnar's, the Dave Batistas. So he, you know, he doesn't. We don't think of him as a big guy, and he's not as we would say traditionally big guy but he is no small man at that i mean he, he's just and then that, that I'm, I'm referencing 22 years ago and 22 years later he still looks phenomenal mm-hmm. uh, in the shape that he's in yeah uh nightmare knee responds said sorry i missed that part you're right uh, that's worth bringing up though uh always mm-hmm. worth that's what the conversation's about that's mm-hmm. what makes it fun chat mm-hmm. and pro wrestling uh mm-hmm. but then we also got a question from social justice logic 
uh, saying, do you think Raw is missing main event star power since the world title storylines are being mainly progressed on SmackDown? Uh, Jimmy, I feel like Raw has been fantastic the past couple of months, but what say you when it comes to the world title not being represented as much? Um, you can make a case for that, but at the same time, the, I believe that right now they're in the process of elevating the United States championship. And right now the United States champion is Seth Rollins. And we will get to him later on because he was in the main event match. And he is, in my opinion, a main event player. And a guy like Bobby can be a main event player. They have guys that can fill that bill. But right now I know everybody's looking at, uh, at, Roman Reigns, and I like the fact that there is one champion for the entire uh, WWE brand as opposed to uh, SmackDown World Champion or Universal Champion or whatever the case may be. Yeah, I agree. I like one. Uh, but we continue on. You mentioned Alpha Academy, and they have the next match. Mm -hmm. uh, they have a match against the OC. Um, the OC's got new music that I liked but we get a good start for a re-debuting team with a win over a team that's both over and beatable so it works out great post-match uh, comes judgment day and finn talks about how he has passed creating the oc and not how at crown jewel it's going to be oc versus judgment day so hey we got a match made and later tonight it's going to be aj styles versus dominic mysterio we will talk about that match down the road but Justin, what I loved about this segment here is, uh, as we like to say, a lot of business got done very quickly. Yeah, indeed. And, um, you know, the, obviously Gallows and Anderson in the back. So get them out there. Of course, get them a win. Um, you know, give, them, give them their entrance, give them their music, give them presentation. Uh, yeah, there, there was this was, I don't want to say short and sweet, but as you said, just a lot got done. It, this was, don't overthink it. Keep it simple. Mm -hmm. uh, Jimmy, this was... Uh, Gallows and Anderson back in WWE. Are you a fan of the OC being back? Are you glad they're here? Yeah, I, I was a fan of them before. I, I have been a fan of them for a long time, regardless of where they are. And, you know, and it's not just because, it, uh, you know, I'm uh, uh, Luke is a good buddy. But at the same time, they're a good tag team. And you know what? You could tell that they, they it, at least in my opinion, I felt that I could see it in their the way they presented themselves, that they were happy to be back. They were yeah. enjoying being in that ring and and doing what they love to do. And it, it, I, I think it showed. Mm -hmm. Is it interesting, Jimmy, that they are they seem to be the good guys in this situation? I, I, I don't really remember them being good guys at any point, really. Well, you know, they are friends with AJ Styles, so it's not a problem having them be the good guys in this situation. And 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 it, it, it can work unless they they for some reason uh, have something in in store down the road. But for right now, I think they work fine as, as, as a baby face tag team. Yeah. Their, their natural personalities are especially in uh, gallows, I think leads yeah. the way, but, but they have so much, they are real life buddies, mm -hmm. all three of them, uh, you know, gallows and Anderson, especially they are real life best friends. And so, you know, kind of what we saw on the backstage thing with Cameron Grimes, uh, you know, who's the, you know, a goofy lovable face from NXT. I think things like that kind of help, uh, convince the audience that these guys are kind of goofy i think the more that we let them kind of do their you know i mean you know like gallows you know he did a little did a little carny speak saying oh is this the guy with the kizash and they started talking about needing the money and good brother they're all the lingo that they actually use if they're right. if they're allowed to use that lingo and just do themselves on camera um that will help translate to the audience and and yeah. and that will separate them from what they maybe weren't allowed to do 
on their previous run uh, and how they were booked. Uh, yep. If and when we saw them on TV, because they had gaps of time where they just weren't on TV. Right. And uh, not to not to get off topic, but and to move forward uh, the the segment afterwards, uh, I'm really impressed with Dominic right now because I think he's starting to find his way in, mm-hmm. in, with the Judgment Day group, and uh, very impressed with his uh, his. Uh, his uh, promo ability tonight, I see, it seems that he's starting, again, to find his uh, his way. Yeah, we'll talk about the match in a little bit, but th- that segment, uh, Jimmy, that you're talking about, and, and him on the microphone, he has grown in leaps and bounds, it seems, mm-hmm. on the microphone. And I'm wondering how much of it is just natural because he's been doing it for a while now, or how much of it is because now that he's stepped away from his dad, and it is kind of sink or swim for him. And so he is starting to pick this up but it seems like in just the past two months he's come a, a very long way on the microphone uh just i don't know if you have any thoughts on dom's microphone presence as of late yeah i think it's a case of you know for it, it's finding out who you are and then and then and then experiencing experiencing it once when it works really well you know for a while he was what he was race son he was race son that that's his identity so you know there's limitations within that there, there's the, there's the proverbial shadow to that Mm-hmm. Now that he's branched off on his own in terms of being a heel away from his dad and he's got this heel group of supporting cast, you know, we've talked about how he's gotten some of the biggest heat on the show where, I mean, he just grabs the mic and then the crowds won't even let him speak. I think once you start, once you experience that as a heel, you're like, oh my God, this is the reaction that I've been waiting for. You know, it's heel or face. You just want the crowd to pop and give a, make a lot of noise. Once you experience that, then all of a sudden, all that advice you get told of slow down, take your time, take an extra few beats before you say this, make them wait. It's going to it's going to drive them nuts. You can hear it. Same thing about your ring work. You can hear, slow down, take your time, make an extra facial expression to the crowd before you hit the next move. You can hear all of it, but it still might not feel natural. Still might feel like you're going against your instincts and what and what. But once you do it and, and, and you hit it once and you're like, oh, my God, all of a sudden it becomes a little more. Now you're not so afraid to do it again and try again. I think that's where we're at with him. I think Dom has finally realized he's got, you know, he's turned on his dad. And now and the crowd has bought into it. They have bought into Dominic as a heel and they want to see him get his ass kicked eventually by his dad, which I'll get to later, is going to, I think, going to come. And so, yeah, I think he's now taking ownership he's got less fear when he grabs that mic he's got a little more confidence that he knows he's going to get the reaction that he's supposed to get uh, and to uh to i'm just gonna pair together two backstage segments because they go together and now that i'm pairing them i'm realizing just mm-hmm. how interconnected they are and how kind of cool it is that they did this uh cora jade is backstage and she asks rhea ripley to represent her in the pick your poison match on nxt mm-hmm. uh but the person the people that were across from her in the ring recently the Good Brothers, they get approached by Cameron Grimes to help him out on NXT mm-hmm. as well. Kind of a fun little tied loop there between all that. But, mm-hmm. Jimmy, I want to ask you about what WWE is doing, having NXT wrestlers ask for help from the main roster and just sort of how you feel that reflects on the NXT wrestlers and, and how that helps NXT, hurts NXT, or what, your opinion on that. No, I don't think it really hurts NXT. It 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 does uh, maybe draw some new eyes to the NXT product if they see NXT uh, wrestlers coming up to the main coming up to the main roster and and getting some of the main roster talent down to NXT. I think it if it does draw new eyes to the product, the NXT product, which can you know 
can uh, let's let's be honest they could uh, afford to have a few extra bodies watching their show and mm -hmm. it never hurts uh, why not i don't have a problem with it and i don't really think that it makes the nxt roster look weaker in any regard I, I'm not a big fan of the uh, they should have done, but I do feel a little bit like it would have been nice if at least one of these people said to either Cameron Grimes or to Cora Jade, I'll help you if you help me. And then they did something like that. So it's a little bit more tit for tat instead of just, okay, but and, and I'm, let's, I'm, I'm splitting hairs. And real quick, let's bring up, let's bring up something that uh, maybe, I guess maybe could have last minute been tossed in the news but as you bring up nxt so tomorrow it's interesting we have nxt this final go home show of nxt before their halloween havoc event we have AEW dynamite on tuesday night going up against it but because of rain we have the cleveland guardians and the new york yankees major league baseball playoff game tonight got postponed and pushed to tomorrow for a four o'clock start on tbs now that could work out as a very positive impromptu lead-in for dynamite to have a major playoff baseball game involving the yankees leading in you know normally your your your, your television major league baseball games about three hours if everything goes smoothly so if it starts at 405 or whatever you know it's done by 705 and you know you can get some lead in some promo material before dynamite but god forbid if there's any delay or extra innings tomorrow all of a sudden, now Dynamite, which is supposed to now it flips to the opposite way, where it's a terrible situation. Where Dynamite might either get preempted or they throw it on a different Turner network last minute, and now you got to search to find where it is, or your DVR gets screwed up, or whatever. So, very interesting TV situation to watch tomorrow, late afternoon, early evening. Could be a really good thing for AEW. Could be a really tipsy situation for them. Well, let me double back on that because I have a question for you, Justin. Is AEW has been very proud of the fact that they have beaten NXT in the ratings when they were head-to-head. -head. Now, Dynamite goes to a new date. Now, number for number, Dynamite beats NXT regularly, but this is a different day. As you mentioned, there mm -hmm. might be some, some uh, time shenanigans that happen with the baseball game. It's very possible NXT beats Dynamite tomorrow. If that happens, is that a bit of a black eye on AEW? Does AEW have to win? They don't have. I mean, they don't have to because again, not, you know, NXT has been moved to Tuesday now for what? What has it been? A year and a half, two years. Mm -hmm. So you know, NXT NXT's new home has been Tuesday. So uh, quite frankly, NXT is the one that needs to be. If Dynamite comes over on this Tuesday and does a better number, I think that's, I think that's a big win for Dynamite, uh, right. and I think that's what they're aiming for. Hence, why we have advertised, you know, this 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 title match. Uh, I think that's. I think Tony Khan would no love nothing more than to then be able to wake up Wednesday morning uh, and, and tweet. Uh, we moved over on a different night and beat NXT. Uh, mm -hmm. So, you know that that's how I look at this. Um, here is is that, that, yeah. that, that that's how it is. Yeah, fair 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 point. Very fair. I feel like it's very uh, it's it's going to be interesting because again, mm -hmm. I typically Dynamite wins, but this they're they're playing with a bit of a handicap on uh, on Tuesday. Mm -hmm. So I, I, and I don't yeah. yeah, and I don't think because I and I don't because AEW is coming in on this. Tuesday one-off. I don't think that it's an accident that we are listing all of these mm -hmm. Raw and SmackDown superstars that are going to make an appearance. <laughs> exactly. And that we gave valuable Raw mm -hmm. time to show tune in tomorrow to NXT because you know NXT needs to they they should own their Tuesday night slot here. Right. And 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 just for those uh, who happen to be in Canada next week, uh, Raw here in Canada is uh, uh, moving from its uh, regular home to a different channel just for one night because of. Uh, 
some uh, baseball playoffs. Mm, that'll be it. That'll, uh, you, you can't believe you can't just keep it on the same channel up there in Canada. Get, yeah, get your TV programming together, Jimmy. Who I are you going to call? <laughs> yeah, who are you going to call? <laughs> I'm just glad that we don't have the dog show interrupting us anymore. Oh, good. That was always, I love dogs, but that was always hell in the 90s. Always bummed me out. <laughs> that was the worst, too, because it was before the internet. So I never really knew when it was happening. And I would just tune in. I'm like, oh, it's this. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like, you know, like Jack, if you, you know, it, growing up it's like we were you were one of the few kids if you're a wrestling fan who you know you didn't dread a monday everybody dreaded the weekend ending and going to school and it's monday yeah i didn't dread monday because i had raw that night i had wrestling that night but then that 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 few times a year where you got excited for monday because you got got to go home and we're waiting for 805 for raw to start and then you got to watch tennis or a dog show you're like this somebody just screwed me here now now and then then you got then then two you got to get up to go to school tuesday and you got to wait until next monday for the damn show come on Mm -hmm. and i would always watch way more of the dog show than i should hoping that it was almost over and that maybe it was going to wrap <laughs> yeah. up and like raw would start i was i wasn't yeah. that much of a mark i knew once right. i saw the dogs just to check out for the night right <laughs> i'd be like come on this is the last event right no no, no. it was dog show then lafem nikita's coming back after that yeah. <laughs> wow oh those were the days that was that was the monday night uh the Monday night, Monday night one two punch, Raw to La Femme Nikita. Right. <laughs> or silk bit. stockings. Take your pick. Yeah. Silk stockings. I, or, I think it was La Femme Nikita, then silk stockings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or, or, I mean, I think there was you know, Pacific Blue at the time where they were on the bikes. You know, oh, piece. that was definitely yeah. after Heat. Yeah. Monday. That was, a, that was a Sunday night Heat after show mm-hmm. with Mario Lopez. Right. <laughs> uh, in any case. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Uh, in any case, uh, we got Seth Rollins coming out in a red suit, and he says the people who doubted him can kiss his red butt, but he appreciates those that sing his song, says he'll have the greatest U.S. title run of all time, and he only tapped because he had the, the title match on Raw, which I loved because he made it sound like he justified his loss. But uh, Ali comes out, and he wants a title shot, and Rollins sucker punches him. Uh, they fight, but it's Rollins standing tall. Later, Riddle says that if he wins the title, he'll give Ali a title shot. 
Justin, is uh, is Seth Rollins having the greatest U.S. title run of all time? Probably since John Cena, when John Cena did the open <laughs> challenge. I mean, I don't that that's probably been this is the best one since. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, uh, we'll talk about when we get to the main event later. There's some things I like about the personnel, what they're doing. I, I I'm not crazy about like Ali being like. You know, I was owed a title shot from Bobby, and then, and then Riddle's like, "Well, I'll give you one." I mean, it's kind of like, all right, you know, makes Ali look like he's he needs these handouts of charity to mm-hmm. he needs these other, you know, integrity filled baby faces to hand him title shots. So I wasn't crazy about that, but he did try to redeem himself later, which we'll get to. Uh, yeah, Jimmy, um, didn't Ali have a title shot against Bobby Lashley? Am I mistaken that didn't he? I could swear they had a match. Maybe I'm mistaken. I, boy, if they did, I don't remember. And see, and that's the thing. Justin, did they have a match? They had a match a few weeks ago. I don't remember if it was for the title, but they had a match. Right. Because Bobby cause, won. Because Ali was backstage. And like, yeah, mm-hmm. and then like Bobby won, but like Bobby showed him respect. Like Ali like earned his respect, right. took him to the limit. I don't remember if it was for a title. I don't remember if it was for the title or not, but they yeah. had a match. See, but there, there's my point now. Uh, as, as talented as Mustafa Ali is, that I, I, I had, to, I had to ask if they had that match previously because it didn't stand out to me. It didn't stick with me. It didn't stay in here. It's like it's like one of those situations where you can remember the the words to a, every '80s song that that, that you <laughs> liked, but you can't remember why you went down to the kitchen. You know what I mean? That's how it felt with uh, in this situation. And and like I said, he's a great talent. He's awesome in the ring. He can do a lot of stuff. He just he, he, there's something missing for me for me to get invested in him i think for me it's because he's had a few like character changes mm. over the past few years and so i'm still i feel like every time i see him i'm still trying to think, okay but which version of ollie am i getting am i getting the the one that wears the light up mask am i getting retribution am i getting uh tag teaming with uh Mansoor? am i getting you know i so for at least that's for me is i i'm i'm like what variation of ollie is this uh tony's <laughs> Tony Starks. <laughs> Real quick. Oh. I, should have, I have to shout out. And on Twitter tonight, T-Bar, mm-hmm. uh, he's still listed as T-Bar on Twitter, uh, tweeted out how much he hates <laughs> Mustafa Ali, which I thought was just hilarious because obviously they're linked from their retribution. Yes. Right. Good Good for T-Bar for keeping it going. Until you get a new name, you got to keep, keep working it. There you go. Uh, Tony Starks in the chat says, I appreciate Mustafa Ali being highlighted tonight. In my opinion, top five talent in the business it's time for him to shine now. So Tony Stark's a big fan of Ali. I think when Ali cuts, like Ali can cut a good promo. He's done good backstage uh, videos before. But again, for me, I feel like I need to know which version of him I'm seeing at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, Justin, any, uh, I guess, any any hot takes on Ali before we talk about him at the end of the show? Uh, I, I think he's got, I, I respect the fact that he's been very vocal and I think he's got a great background, a story. I think he's got a story to tell. I respect the fact that he has been vocal. He stood up to management and creative previous regime of like, you're not going to just, I, I'm, you're not just going to pin me with another stereotypical mm-hmm. uh, character. Mm-hmm. All right. You know, my, 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 my screen name is Mustafa Ali. Uh, I looked the way, you know, I have the name I have. I looked the way I look. You're not, I'm, you're not going to just throw, a turban on me and you know like i mean right that, that's that thing. Right. i respect that and, and he does have an actually a very interesting backstory of who he is former police officer and what he stands for so i'm all for them creatively trying to present him in a new 
way. I'll just say yeah. that. Uh, mm-hmm. And I don't care if he's heel or face. I'm not saying he can't be a heel. I'm not saying, but I'm just saying let's 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 let it be new, right? You know, mm-hmm. Let's let it be something with a new, fresh take. Right. Uh, well, it looks like he'll get a shot at it, as we'll talk about later tonight. But we got a tag team match: Io Sky mm-hmm. and Dakota Kai versus Candice LeRae and Bianca Belair. Uh, B- Bailey was on commentary, and uh, this all breaks down when Bailey grabs a kendo stick, and Bianca tries to stop her, leaving Candice alone with damage control, who eventually get the win here. Mm-hmm. Jimmy, I want to ask, or talk to you about Bailey on commentary because she blew mm-hmm. me away in the way she was able to be the Bailey character do commentary and actually build up Candice LeRae while she was out there talking about all the things Candice LeRae did. Mm-hmm. And I just, it's something I, I realize a lot of times wrestlers who are great, even when they're great on the microphone, they get on commentary and sometimes it doesn't work for me, yeah. but Bailey crushed it. I thought, well, any thoughts on that? No, I thought she was absolutely fine doing the job she needed to do and did it very well. And you're right. It is a different, it's different going out and cutting a promo and being on commentary, trying to tell a story. Those are two completely different things. And Bailey, I think, excelled tonight in her position, telling her story, uh, progressing the story along and and commentating on on the match as well and doing all she needed to do to help get that match over. And also get her story over at the same time. It was a combination of things that she handled, I think, very well. You're right. I agree with you, Jack. Uh, so, Justin, uh, EO Sky and Dakota Kai get the win as they probably should here. And this one continues on. Do we see a, a, an opponent for them for the tag team titles at this point? I'm not sure. I, I enjoyed Bailey, as, as we all just said here on commentary. Damage control was one of those things where, like, it, it I popped for the I popped for the moment of the three of these ladies appearing at SummerSlam and the surprise factor. I, I, it's kind of running a little stale. I'm not. It's not my most. I'm, I'm not looking forward to it. I, I just. I, I don't know. I'm. I'm. I need. Uh, I don't know. I need. I don't know. Want to say fresh coat of paint because again, they just they're, they're kind of a fresh group, but uh, I'm just not buying into it as much. I, I popped again, mm-hmm. but the return, but I'm not. I, just buy into them. I don't mind. I, I don't mind the. Sorry to cut you off there, Jack. I don't mind the name damage control, but I. I wish they would further the tag chances. Kai and Sky. Make yeah. it easier to say. Yeah. yeah. Just, anyway. I. I, th- I think with damage control, I, I don't think they did anything wrong as far as how it's gone. But it feels like maybe they got to the top. They got to their destination a little too quickly, and now there's nowhere for them to go. I think. Mm-hmm. Like, they kind of just showed up, became the champs got the title shot and now it's like what's next as opposed to having a groups for them to go to like judgment day has had the luxury of having people they could have rivalries with and matches with and now if finn was to go after a title or if they were to do tag team titles it would feel like they've got room to move where they won the titles but i don't know who who's going to take it from them and now bailey's already gotten the title shot so does she just get another one like what what do they do and I think there's something to that, Jack, in terms of they might have rushed them getting to the destination for the purpose of, okay, we want damage control to be in the driver's seat for a women's war games that we're going to do at Survivor Series. So this is moving faster than what feels natural mm-hmm. just so we can, you know, serve up a certain matchup for a certain gimmick and stipulation, uh, you know, in November. I think there's probably something to that. And that might be part of my disconnect. Yeah. Um, 
We uh, we got another super chat, by the way, about uh, Ali, and it's from Dylan Matthews, who says Ali wins the U.S. title in Saudi. Uh, I don't know if I see that happening. Yeah, first off, I don't. I mean, I don't know why Seth would have to drop it anyways. But but Dylan, this goes back to my point. Like, does Ali win because you're saying it's a it's a major event that is a pay per view or a premium live event, and so that makes it a big deal or I mean, again, are you saying it because his name is Mustafa Ali and they're in the Middle East? And so it's like yeah. that and that and if that and if it's if that's true, and I'm not trying to pick on you, Dylan, but if that's just where if that's just where yeah, that's that's what I'm saying that they are trying to get away from, and I appreciate them, which is mm-hmm. he and what I think he wants is don't again saddle me to I have to represent a certain part of the world right. and have to be a certain type of type of character. Let me just be myself, and I might have things about my character that relate far more to Western culture than we're otherwise promoting you know yeah he's from chicago right chicago he's a former police officer yeah Yeah. you know um so uh we got a return we got a couple of returns we got a trio of returns depending Mm -hmm. on how you look at it jbl shows up and he didn't come alone he brought with him baron corbin Mm -hmm. and let me tell you jbl shows him how it's done talking trash about oklahoma uh before bringing out Baron Corbin mm-hmm. and explaining that Baron Corbin's on Raw because Rey Mysterio went to SmackDown mm-hmm. and then takes shots at Ziggler for some reason before we get a match. Mm-hmm. Corbin gets the big return win. Uh, Justin, uh, I love that they explained why these roster moves happen, even if it's mm-hmm. as simple as Ray went over there, Baron's here now. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I mean, I think I like this uh, JBL Corbin pairing. I like the, you know, the, the 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 rub here. I mean, and also, it's not just, it's not just. It doesn't feel random. It actually feels like JBL and and if you followed his career as you know, Justin Hawk Bradshaw, and then you know, uh, being a blackjack, and then a part of the APA, and then eventually mm-hmm. when he really evolved to what you know got him his Hall of Fame credentials, which was being JBL and being a world champion for like a year on SmackDown. I think if you look at his path, similar to Corbin in terms of the evolution of how Baron Corbin went from being kind of a dark, kind of misfit character, and he's he's evolved his look, evolved his 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 skills, um, and, and then they both have the same kind of. I think they both battled. I think JBL battled the same thing that Corbin's battled. JBL just did not have to deal with Twitter and social media as 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 a as a as a, as a factor in his day. They both kind of battle the public perception of. Are they legit? Are they? Do you know, the, should they be getting the the spot they're getting, the push they're getting? And so I don't know. There's just something about JBL and Corbin and Jimmy. You referee during JBL's prime, so I'd, I'd love to know your thoughts. This feels like if you were going to uh, attach somebody as being the apprentice uh, to a JBL, that that that, that Corbin feels like he, mm-hmm. it makes sense. No, it absolutely does. And and let me tell you something. My old golf partner JBL. I I, I got to tell you, if there's someone who knows in 2022 how to generate generate legit heel heat still to this day and do it in an old school kind of way. It is JBL. It, it, it's incredible the amount of heat he can generate because he got cheered when he came out, mm-hmm. but he turned that crowd on a dime. It was incredible. So to pair someone like Baron Corbin, who is very talented, can speak and do a lot of things with someone like a JBL, who in his ear to help him along and help guide him. There's a potential here to, uh, can we get the next generation wrestling God? In, in, and, there, in, and there's, and there's similar skill set. 
You know, yes. they're both they're both former football players. They have mm-hmm. that size, but they have that that incredible speed and athleticism for their size. Mm-hmm. It, there's just something there. And you're right. I mean, JBL came and he even let himself be cheered. He did his old two step move that he does when he gets out. And and uh, I'd be lying if I had said that I haven't took a shot a time or two at a bar and done the little two step myself. Oh, of, course, and, of course, you know. You know, so he he plays into the crowd that wants to cheer him, and then you're right, he 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 just turns it on Oklahoma because he's a Texan through and through, and uh, just a just a great. And then he continues it on him and Corey Graves just beating up on Kevin Patrick on commentary. It's just tremendous, <laughs> tremendous work. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was uh, it was interesting hearing him come out and seeing him come out and hearing musically how you can tell things have changed. And I love JBL's music, but it felt like oh, this is definitely from a different era. The music mm-hmm. versus what most of their music is today. But Jimmy, you said your good friend, JBL, Mm -hmm. I'm giving you homework. You got to ask JBL, what was up with those pants, man? Those things were, those things were huge. Well, I I think JBL's lost a little weight. (laughs) A little? Yeah. yeah, A lot of weight. Yeah. Yeah, they may they he may have uh, had to crank the belt a couple of notches more, <laughs> maybe add a few holes. But uh, yeah, he, he's uh, he's in great shape, and he's still you know I I still see those uh, those uh, pictures of him uh, on the golf course, greatest day ever, and uh, yeah. But, uh, uh, I just had to poke. I would. Jimmy, I would love to. I would love to be part of a foursome on, on the golf course with you. And JBL, I don't, and I don't even care who the fourth person is, but I would. Booker. I would oh my god! Oh my. I would, I'm right here. I don't uh, get an invite. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Fine, Jack yeah. and I would like to be part of a foursome with you and JBL. Oh, We're going to be a tremendous quadruple J. It'll be quadruple. Well, oh my god! I, I'm not, look, I'm not we a good could, golfer, so we're in trouble. Justin. We could, we, we could, we can hit 18 during the day, and then we can have a, tr- a quadruple J podcast at the night. I think that would be a spectacular day. The people would want it. Oh, yeah, my we, we got to book it now. No, oh, yeah, it needs to happen. <laughs> but I love that. I thought this was a win for everyone involved. I don't know what mm-hmm. the plan is with Ziggler, if this is sort of Ziggler's fate at this point, uh, or if uh, there's plans for him in the future. But as far as Corbin and JBL, I just echo your guys' thoughts. Great. Mm-hmm. I All in. Bye now. Happy about it. And, uh, and you could tell Corbin's happy about it, too. That's for sure. Happy Corbin. I like that he's Baron Corbin again, by the yes. way. Yes. Um, uh, but we got Omos and MVP backstage. Monsters aren't real, but giants are. Justin, I feel like this is just old school wrestling dream match. Yeah. Uh, upcoming eventually. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I, again, I'm very curious of how it gets booked. Who wins? You know how they do it. But um, yeah, I have no problem with this. I, I, I And again, I like, you know, I, I saw I, I saw him and MVP show up in the crowd during a bronze match on SmackDown. And um, I like the way, as we just talked about a minute ago with Corbin and Ray, I like the way that we are maneuvering the pieces. Okay. This guy works better over here on raw. This is good over here in SmackDown. You know, I I like that we're doing this, but we're just making it make sense. We're not like, we're just, I don't know. It's hard to explain, but we're not like in the, in the past, we've gone through so many hoops. We jumped through so many hoops to do a draft and do a this and all all this explanation was like we don't really don't need this just just tell me this guy moved to this one this one like, whatever like right. we don't need to you know we don't need to have a draft that you know there was rumor and uh, that there was gonna be a draft this october i'm glad that we're in october there's no draft because we don't need that just you don't need all that I, i'm just happy so this is great for me mm-hmm. yeah 
Uh, Jimmy, I don't know if there's much to dissect from this, but um, I will notice you notice that the shot was always like waist up of Omos, and it's because JBL took his pants. <laughs> that may have been what the problem was. You never know. And you know what? And to, to Justin's point, yeah, the thing I'm finding intriguing about this is you can make a case for either guy winning this match and the mm -hmm. other one not getting getting damaged by it at all. Again, yeah. you know, guys can get over without going over. And this is a perfect example where uh, they've got me intrigued into seeing where they go with this and what happens afterwards. It, what I love about it too is as soon as they were both on the roster, we we all thought, when are we going to see Omos versus Braun? Mm -hmm. So as mm -hmm. the great poet Dave Batista once said, give me what I want. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've got a match. AJ Styles versus Dominic Mysterio back and forth. But in the end, Judgment Day gets involved and Dom gets the roll up win. Jimmy Corderas, when was the last time we saw an upset this big? Ah, I wish I could tell you. It's just, uh, I would just wish it wasn't with the dreaded deadly roll-up. The uh, most dangerous I, move in wrestling. Uh, yeah, I, I, I wish there was a different ending. I, I, I wish I could give you one better right now, but it just, uh, it, it just. Uh, other than that, I thought the match was really good. Dominic seemed to be in the comfort zone, especially in there with someone like an AJ Styles. You know what I mean? So, and and let's put it this way. You talk about huge wins for someone. This is probably the biggest win uh, uh, for anybody, and I don't know how long. I wish yeah. I could put, you know, I wish I could, uh, you know, pick a match out of my head to, to to compare it to. But this is huge, and like I said, Dom seems like he's in a comfort zone right now. He seems to be finding his finding his uh, his way, and uh, this was a big boost up for him. I, Justin, go ahead. Oh, no, no, no. I, if you got something to say, go ahead. I'm sorry. I, well, I was going to say, I think someone said it in the chat earlier, and I apologize I didn't uh, get the get the name. But um, is Dom making the case for a breakout star of the year? Maybe. Uh, quite possibly. I mean, he, he looks comfortable. And, and to look to Jimmy's point, um, look, I look I look at everything right now. Again, I'm glad they separated he and Ray because – Keep both of them on TV so we can keep their momentum and their stock up, but keep them separated. This buys us time. Excuse me. With them on separate brands, we can now realistically actually book a Dom versus Ray WrestleMania match. Had Ray stayed on the same brand, unless they wrote Ray off a of TV for injury, it would have been very awkward to, to delay that match that long. But now I feel like... So I, I feel like right now, every match that Dom has on TV or just house show, it's all training camp. It's all practice. All the reps are there for all the reps are there for the purpose of having him ready for WrestleMania with his father. That's what I feel like we're doing. And so him getting a win tonight was 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 exactly what should happen. An upset win on an AJ Styles to Jimmy's point. This is why well, Jimmy and I work so well together. It's like we're, we're finishing some of those thoughts here. I agree. Rather than having the distraction and having Dom just roll AJ up schoolboy style, up to this point, Dom has just been using the 619 at first as paying homage, to, you know, paying tribute to his dad, and then now it's 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 you know an insult. Establish something new for Dom, establish a new finisher, whatever it is. This would have been the perfect time to start to establish that where AJ gets a distraction, whatever. And then Dom hits him with, with, with whatever new finisher is. Start to establish that new finisher so Dom can hit it by hook or by crook. And so now Dom has something in his arsenal that's his own. 
up against his dad inevitably. So that so that was my that was my same complaint I wrote down was Dom getting the win's the right choice. Why a schoolboy? Why not establish something new? Uh, and just for the shout out, it was a uh, trust almighty in the chat whose uh, comment I totally ripped off there. So thank you, trust almighty, for letting me use your thought for the show here. Uh, I, I do think one, it's gr- I, I think in two things, what makes this great is one, uh, I think that it shows that there's consequences. What I like about this is with Ray leaving raw, like instead of just he beat me, I guess we're just going to pretend like we both don't go to the same job anymore. Like he left. And I love that there's actually a consequence to that. But also if you're Ray Mysterio, I was thinking to myself and you're like, I want to make sure Dom is taken care of. He's now left the brand. What are they doing with Dom? Well, he's getting a win over AJ Styles. What even if he didn't win, he's working with AJ Styles, so they're taking care of him. Plus, he's got the win. If I'm Ray, right off the bat, I'm thinking, okay, I can breathe easy. I don't need to stress out. They're taking care of him. And, and layup, layup, booking opportunity. Everybody can uh, favorite it from the October 17th edition of this Raw post Raw podcast. Layup is Dom absolutely does something dastardly to eliminate Ray in the Royal mm-hmm. Rumble. Oh, yes. Oh, you know, maybe, oh, yeah. maybe, 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 you know, Dom's already eliminated and he comes back in and eliminates Ray or mm-hmm. whatever, but, but Ray or excuse me, Dom needs to do something, uh, you know, as, as despicable and, and as mm-hmm. lowbrow possible to uh, boot his father from the, from the Rumble match. Mm-hmm. Uh, that will get such a reaction. I can tell already from at the Royal Rumble, the crowd will go nuts at that. Like they will boo the house yeah. down. It'll be great. Absolutely. That'll be such good stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, something that had me booing the house down tonight. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to go through all their segments real quick here, but the Miz, something that happened with the Miz. Miz says he slipped and hurt his knee and he can't have his match. Uh, and he's going to sue the venue, but Johnny Gargano scares him and he stands up and his knee is fine. I appreciate all of this is great. Then later, Gargano says, you can end all this by telling the truth. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is great. We're getting more story here. Then the match comes, and Miz just lays out Loomis, and we don't get the match. And I'm still wondering what's going on. Later, Gargano does push things forward a little bit by implying that something happened that will get Miz canceled, and he's going to blow the whistle on him. So we're starting to get some story here. But Justin, I I thought I was going to... I was going to get the full deal here tonight. I feel like I feel like the rug was was pulled out from under me here. I wanted I wanted answers. Well, I did too, and that's a good sign. You know, that's a good sign. Uh, you know, I've been preaching that we need to. You know, why am I cheering Loomis? Why is he doing this? You know, Johnny went as far to say is like, look, Miz, you could be canceled. You could lose your house and your job and everything. So, like, that was a good start of like, okay, something really bad happened in the past. Uh, and so that's why we need to be cheering for Dexter to get his retribution. So that was good seeing Miz get that much, you know, getting scared. And so he attacks Dexter in a very barbaric way, you know, chair shots from behind or whatever. So this is good. Continue to slow play it. I, I, you know, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It would have been one thing if he does that to Dexter and then Dexter rises back up and a half hour later, we actually do have to get the main event, but no, we don't need to let this continue to play out. Um, finally i feel good talking about this story for the first time in weeks because i feel like they have a plan in mind that's going to you know give justification to what they've been doing so i was okay with this and, and again yeah. feeling that way jack that's, that's the way you should feel you should be clamoring for next week to see right. what happens next 
Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to get the dog show. Right. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Uh, but but Jimmy, what can they do? I'm, I'm very curious. And this is in a good, now it's definitely a good way. They're implying that he could be canceled. Like they're, mm-hmm. they're, they're implying some pretty heavy things that might be involved with this. Any, I, I have no idea what they could say, what that mm. they would say he did that could also mm. line up to him being canceled. Cause they could say anything, but like what would they actually say he did? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm very fascinated. Any, any projections, any guesses on what it could be? No, I, I, I don't, I, I don't know what could, it, what it could be. That would be that devastating that it would get him canceled and, and lose his house and the whole bit like that. But I'm thinking that maybe it has something to do with Maurice and uh, maybe some shenanigans that went on behind her back or something like that. Maybe they can go that direction. I don't know. But uh, that just seems to doesn't doesn't seem to fit this story. And right. It doesn't seem to fit with Dexter Loomis for some reason. You know what I mean? So uh, it's going to be interesting to see. Maybe, I wish I could come up with something creative right now, but and I feel bad that I can't. But like Justin, I, I, I am looking forward to see what happens. And you can carry this on where – uh, for at least a couple of weeks, this match is being, uh, you know, uh, advertised to take place. And Miz seems to f- finagle his way out of it, g- getting to the point where it looks like Gargano's going to stooge off whatever it is he wants to stooge off. Blow the whistle, sorry. Uh, yeah. not stooge off. And, <laughs> and Miz the takes insider. out Gargano too. You know, yeah. and it, it, so it's setting up a feud for after whatever happens with Dexter Loomis as well. So I like that too, but I'm, I'm curious to see where this story goes. And and they're, in my opinion, they're doing it right to keep me interested to see what happens next. Yeah. The, the only, I mean, I was sitting there thinking about this, like, okay, like, okay. Dexter Loomis is like, you know, he, he Dexter Loomis even had like some like kind of sci-fi kind of almost undertaker Bray Wyatt kind of matches and things in NXT. So he's kind of supernatural. So it's not like he and the Miz are going to run in the same circles. It's not like, it's not like we're going to find out like, Oh, the Miz, like, you know, Block Dexter, Dexter Loomis from a Hollywood audition. So then it's like, all right, what is what do we know about Dexter Loomis? The only human thing about him has been Indy Hartwell, has been he, his relationship there. So to Jimmy's point, if maybe the Miz made a pass at Indy or made a pass at Indy, she turned him down, and then the Miz was if, if they want to go in this direction, this would be a delicate direction to go in. But if they wanted to go in the direction of the Miz, uh, just essentially being disrespectful to Indy. And that's and Loomis is seeking revenge, and Loomis does not feel bad about stalking Miz at his house because Miz was, you know, had predator behavior to Indy, whatever. That's the only thing I could even think that would fall in line with what we've seen in current WWE storyline without them creating a whole new backstory, you know, you know, like. Without them creating, a, oh, Dexter has a sister, and the Miz disrespected his sister. If we want to just go with what they've already took TV time to establish, which is you know Dexter and Indy, that would be something we could maybe play off of. Do we think? And this is, I, do you think the character Miz? And this is maybe overthinking it, but whatever. Uh, Miz seems to act like he doesn't know what the, what Johnny's talking about. So, do we think that the character Miz doesn't really know what Johnny's talking about, or is he playing dumb? If that makes sense, like. Is it something that maybe Miz forgot, or do we think that he knows what he did, but he's just trying to play it dumb? Again, maybe I'm overthinking it, but well, but if he forgot, like because he's a big Hollywood star, maybe he doesn't even remember that he 
treated indie terribly no i get i think it's it's more along the lines of biz doesn't believe anything he does is wrong right exactly because oh, okay. you know he, i mean he, he's he, that kind of a heel yeah because yeah, exactly jimmy because because if, if the miz forgot that kind of takes the heat away yeah yeah but but if it's but if it's either he's lying through his teeth there's heat there or mm-hmm. if he's so despicable he can't see that his actions were deplorable right. whatever those actions right. were mm-hmm. that make that, yeah. that that's heat there right yeah, everyone in the chat has their ideas, but I'm not reading it on the air. I, <laughs> I see what you guys are saying. <laughs> but uh, we get to the final part of the show, and we get a segment and a match. Uh, Elias comes back. We finally get Elias back, and man, his his beard grew back fast. His hair grew fast. Uh, but he gets the crowd behind him. Riddle comes out. Eventually, Elias is going to sing, but then Rollins cuts him off. That leads to the Rollins versus Riddle match, in mm-hmm. which case... Elias gets involved. That accidentally allows Rollins to get the win. And Rollins stomps Riddle, stomps Elias, but then Ali chases him off. Uh, Justin, this is a very messy way to end the show as far as lots of stuff happening here. Uh, Are they making the right decision, making Elias someone we're supposed to cheer for here? Or should he go back to being his making fun of the, the hometown self? I think this is worth a try because I think what they're doing here in this whole segment is what uh, a super chat talked about earlier, which was, you know, questioning the fact that Reigns and the world title is over on SmackDown. What they're doing on Raw is they're trying to elevate on Raw. We're trying to elevate having some key baby faces in Riddle and Elias and Ali. Um, Kevin Owens wasn't around tonight, but he's one. Uh, and then we're trying to build. We're trying to build a Miz. We're trying to build Rollins. You know, we're. So I, I'm okay with this tonight. Um, I, I, there was a point in the match where I actually thought, you know, look, they give, they're giving it the main event spot, the main event ring introductions. Maybe Riddle does take this. You know, I didn't know. So I'm okay. I, I think they're doing their best to really try to elevate. Uh, and if the U.S. title is going to be the title, the most, the, the highest ranking title on Raw, they're, they're really trying to elevate the, the space. And look, the final thing they said as as, as Rollins is standing in the crowd, having run in, ran like a scalded dog is the amount of enemies that he has and the amount of people that are coming after him. And that's, that's what you want. That that's good creative. Cause that gives you so many avenues of uh, so many avenues of people challenging. And then the baby faces bumping into each other inadvertently trying to get to him. And so uh, overall, I like what they did here tonight um, mm-hmm. with Ali, with Rollins, with Riddle. I, you know, I, I, I don't know. I thought this was, this was well done. This, this buys them a lot of creative options. And again, one thing we've not seen since this creative takeover, thank God, is we're not getting rematches week after week. Um, and that's what and that and doing things like this continues that possibility to where you have so many fresh matchups that make sense. Jimmy, this is kind of as, as Justin's saying this, I'm starting to realize it, it's it is actually is very smart and that it's it's very similar to Roman Reigns in a lot of ways, where he's found himself with a million different challengers, but that keeps the title scene fresh. And Rollins day one seems to have four people that all want a shot at it. Right. And, and the more people Not that want to, sh- yeah. And the more people that want a shot at a title, make that title feel that much more important. Like Justin said, and it's working here. And someone like uh, Mustafa Ali earlier in the show, I said uh, uh, that he hasn't got me invested yet. The run in here 
maybe got me a little more invested. He's not quite there yet in my eyes yet, but it did get me a little more invested. So maybe over weeks or weeks of building, I will be on board with that Mustafa Ali as a, you know, deep, uh, dark threat to, no dark threat, but babyface threat to, to a champion Seth Rollins, a U.S. championship. And, and again, like we said, the more people that want that title, that title just means that much more. And they're setting different layers and stories that are possibly being told here now with Elias, with Mustafa Ali, with uh, Seth and with Matt Riddle. So there's a, there's a lot going on, but at the same time, it's making you want to tune in to find out where these different layers and where these different directions head. The whole time until Elias hit Seth Rollins, I was like, Elias is going to attack Riddle, isn't he? That's what I, the whole time I was waiting for that. Uh, but then I was also like, that was kind of a jerky thing to do to hit Seth Rollins. You're supposed to be a good guy, Elias. But I guess Elias doesn't play by the rules. <laughs> Elias <laughs> does things his own way. I'm just excited to see Elias. I think he's fantastic. Um, again, an open-ended way to end the show. I <laughs> thought this was a, a fantastic show. I never would have guessed that all the creative folks were out. I thought this was great. Um, any any final thoughts? Uh, Just we'll start with you. Final thoughts on this this week's episode. No, another well-done episode. It wasn't the best one they've done in recent weeks. Definitely wasn't the worst. There was a lot to take away from it. Uh, things are being elevated. Things are being progressed. Uh, layers of story are being uh, added. Um, they're, they're making this... Again, it's a paid show. When I say paid show, the shows in Saudi mean they are already getting tens of millions of dollars for them. So they've made their money. So it's not like, oh, we have to add this match to increase the, the, the gate or the buy rate or anything like that. It, it's a show you could otherwise just say... But they're putting effort into making it relevant to the storylines. And then what happens there is going to affect what we set up for Survivor Series in November, which, of course, has a new fresh coat of paint with the war games we know. So, I mean, I think that they're just they're moving in a, a strong direction right now. It, it, it's, it's, it's really positive. Um, there are things to critique, which we have touched on some of them. It's positive, though. It, it makes it it makes tuning in every Monday feel worth it because. I want to find out the. I want to. What's the next? Why does Gargano know what the thing is that Miz did to Dexter? <laughs> Again, right. back to the indie thing. Indy Hartwell is part of the way with Gargano. So, like, we can fantasy book, but we, maybe we're wrong. Maybe we're right. But there's just it. It makes you tune in because we're now at a point right now with Raw and SmackDown to where if you don't tune in, if you decide I'm going to skip this one, you are going to miss things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And for weekly episodic television, that's the number one consequence you can offer the audience is don't tune in. You're going to miss out and you're going to be lost the next week. Mm -hmm. And there's something like pro wrestling too. And Jimmy, I want to get your final thoughts here as well. Where that is so important is during the days, there's days where I used to say it doesn't matter because mm. plans changed all the time. So like if your favorite loss doesn't matter, they could go on a win streak next week. Uh, but because things matter and because things do lead to stuff, now it's like I feel like I can root for certain wrestlers. And if they lose, I'll be bummed. But it just makes me go, but what's next for them? Instead mm -hmm. of, ah, okay, I guess my yeah. favorite's not winning. Uh, and you can just see in the numbers and everything else, the momentum is growing 
WWE is cooking right now. I'm enjoying it. But Jimmy, no. overall thoughts? Overall thoughts. I think I think like Justin said, it's very enjoyable television. Now, you know, if, if for a while there it was like three hours on a Monday night, you're going, oh boy, I got to sit there for the three hours. Now, you know, you're getting good in ring action. You're getting good storytelling. You're getting entertaining different kinds of segments. When you talk about you know, I know this pisses a lot of people off, especially when when they do it in the other company. It pro wrestling is sports entertainment. It's intertwined. They're the same thing. And when Vince McMahon used to say back in the day, pro wrestling is like a variety show. He was mm-hmm. not wrong because mm-hmm. you need different layers, different elements, different types of stories being told. You need a little darkness. You need a little levity. You need a little. We're getting a little bit of everything, but we're getting a lot of good in ring action right now. The matches actually are pretty good. So I think overall they're going in a positive direction. They're keep taking steps forward every week. And uh, like Justin said, also, I look forward to tuning in to see what happens next to, to all the different superstars, whether it is Gargano, whether it is Miz, to see what happens with Miz and will, will Dexter Loomis finally get his hands on him. Now I want to see what happens with Baron Corbin and his progression with JBL. And will JBL be showing up every week? Because we talked about Bailey on commentary, JBL on commentary, <laughs> just, just too much. So, and, and Seth Rollins, and, and they've got, a list of guys who could really be the top guy on that brand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Raw, I think weekly has been my favorite wrestling show uh, on, on network television for kind of since triple H took over. Like it's just been, even though it's three hours, I'm like, this is a great show. Yeah. yeah and real quick, back to the JBL and commentary, the, you know, Dynamite does this where they, you know, Dynamite has a three man booth all the time. And they always, you know, Regal comes out, Regal joins commentary and whatever. You know, and three if three is crowded, you know, four is a, a freaking mess. Um, I like that too. Raw's going back to just being two guys regularly, but then when you add that third, whether it's Bailey or JBL, it's okay for that little dose. Mm-hmm. It, you know, you have the Great. heel you have the heel and Corey, uh, of course, just sucking up to that heel guest. Everybody rags on Kevin. The va- it works versus when you had you know, the, 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 the Byron, Jimmy, Corey, plus, I don't know. It's just, it makes sense. So so much, so much right now with raw and SmackDown. It's just, it it feels like, it feels like we are, (laughs) feels like they are, and we are just basking in the glory. Right. Shout out Keith Lee. It feels like, (laughs) it feels like they are correcting or writing so many wrongs. They are just undoing and getting back to like, this makes sense for this reason because, and now we're going to apply it based upon the talent that we have. And, uh, you know, if, if somebody's listening and thinks that we're being whatever, all I can say is we sat through some long three hour shows and it is just refreshing to see this approach mm-hmm. to these WWE shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's been fantastic stuff. Thank you guys. Everyone who's been listening uh, again, five-star reviews mean the world. Leave a little comment, leave a comment on the YouTube channel. I try to respond to some of them when I see them as well. I always appreciate that five-star reviews, likes, shares, and stuff like that. Uh, and as Justin always likes to add, let us know where you're listening. Cause it's mm-hmm. always fun to know that kind of stuff. Uh, but thank you to everyone in the chat, Ricky, Dylan, baby dream, uh, Giovanna. I don't think I've seen you in the chat before. Good to see you. Uh, stalking you, uh, Dylan, Iron Med VR, uh, and everyone else, and uh, Issa, if you're still lurking. Uh, but before we go, Justin, where can the world find you uh, online and all the stuff you're working on? At Justin Lavar, hit me up. 
Uh, happy to talk to you there. I have a rule, though. If you are rude and you are rude without any profile picture that is yourself, I do not acknowledge you. So make sure if you're going to be rude, have a picture of yourself so I can identify you in a crowd. There is nothing that's going to get you ignored faster than not having a picture of yourself uh, on your handle. Right. Just, just throwing it out there. But Jimmy, where can the world find you online? Obviously, you can find me here on Wrestling Inc. Uh, Mondays and usually on Wednesdays, but not this week. No Wednesday this week. Uh, and you can find me from Monday to Friday on my all my social media platforms, whether it's Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, whatever, doing my ref and rants where I have a one-minute video. It's not long, and uh, I get to critique something. This week, though, is going to be a little different. I'm going to try and give a, uh, a, a week of positive rants if I can do that. Just, just, find, just see if I can find something positive. To Is it a about. rant if you're positive? Yeah, because some people don't like uh, the th- stuff I like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that counts as a rant. I feel like yeah. that's uh, that's a, that's uh, called that's called a sermon. I was just gonna oh, say okay. that as a sermon. <laughs> I'm just gonna call it a positive rant. How's that? Yeah, you're gonna. <laughs> Jimmy's like, no, nah, I'm not changing it. <laughs> you're preaching. I've already, I've already got the hashtag out there. I can't, uh, I can't change it now. <laughs> it's too late. Well, you can find me at Real Jack Farmer across all social media. If you're in Southern California, I'm going to be doing commentary for Santino Brothers Night of the Human Death Match on Saturday. That should be quite a show. So if you can make it, come on by. But otherwise, that does it for us. That does it for the Wrestling Crew. Make sure to tune in to rest, follow at Wrestling Inc. for all the news. Tune in tomorrow for the after show for NXT and AW. How are you guys doing that? Are you just doing both? I'm not on it tomorrow night. No, I'm not either. No, it's a, I'm, oh. not, I'm not the Tuesday night guy. Wow. Yeah. Uh, tune in. Find yes. out, you'll find out when we do how they're doing the after shows <laughs> for uh, for for AEW and NXT. Uh, but also tune in Friday for the after SmackDown and Rampage shows. That does it for us. We'll see you guys next time. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.